What is up, everybody? Welcome back into week 11 of the Moneyline Podcast. And we're coming off a great week last week. 5-0, 5 winners, 5 picks. Great week last week, up to 26-22-2 and two on the season. We're getting closer. We're getting closer to that 58% mark that I want to be hitting at uh, for the entire season. We're at 54 right now. A couple good weeks away from getting back to that mark I want to be at for you guys. We could be hitting at a professional clip here. So, uh, without further ado, let's get into this week's picks as we aim for another 5-0 week. Alright, first pick on the first pick of the week. Love the Green Bay Packers plus one and a half at the Indianapolis Colts. Now, I know the Packers are flawed, especially defensively, but they can rush the passer. And against Phillip Rivers, who is a very immobile quarterback, that's a problem. You got the Smith brothers, Preston and Sedaria Smith. They can really get after the QB. And Green Bay has a very good secondary with Jair Alexander, who's the best corner you probably don't really know about. And Kevin King's a solid number two corner. Also, Green Bay is going to be on high alert after a close call against the Jacksonville Jaguars. They kind of slept walk through that game. Now they're going against a really good Colts team. Uh, they're going to be on high alert for this after a close call against Jacksonville. Now, like I said, the Colts are a really good team. I, I really believe so. I, I'm not that high on Rivers, but this is a good team, a good roster, good coaching staff, just a good structure altogether. But they lack the dynamic playmakers. Green Bay, they have Devontae Adams and they have Aaron Jones. They're two guys who can make plays with the ball in their hands. And looking at this matchup, Aaron Rodgers, better player, than a better quarterback than Phillip Rivers. That's not even debatable. You got better skill position players in Green Bay with Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. And the Colts don't really have proven receivers and running backs. Got a better pass rush in Green Bay with Preston and Sedaria Smith. And I'm getting points with the Packers. I know this game is in Indianapolis, but without a significant crowd, home field doesn't really matter in the NFL. Better quarterback, better skill position, better pass rush. I'm getting points. Give me the Packers plus one and a half. I think the Packers went outright 27-21 in an upset, if you want to call it that. All right, now moving on to my second pick of the week. I really like the Philadelphia Eagles plus three at the Cleveland Browns. Now, the Eagles season is really hanging in a balance now. The Giants are starting to make a comeback in that division. I actually think the Giants are the best team in the NFC East uh, of all the teams right now. Washington is, you know, they're still in the race. The Eagles the last few years, since the Super Bowl, since they won the Super Bowl in 17, they've really only played well with their backs against the wall. Well, their backs are against the wall this week. And Carson Wentz. Despite he's been really up and down the season, probably a lot more down than up. Wentz is a better, more talented quarterback than Baker Mayfield. And I think that talent, that physical ability is going to be a key here in what's going to be another bad weather day in Cleveland. And looking at the Cleveland Browns, the strength of their team is their running game and the offensive line, which is good for them. But the strength of the Philadelphia Eagles is their defensive line with Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Javon Hargrave, Derek Barnett, Vinny Curry. That's not good for the Cleveland running game in a game where Cleveland's going to be one-dimensional, not just because Odell Beckham's been out and they haven't thrown the ball well since, but the weather being the way it is, Baker not really being able to throw the ball in those conditions. A one-dimensional team against that Eagles defensive line is not very good. And like I, I've mentioned it quite a bit, the weather's going to be bad. Baker doesn't make a bunch of big plays in that weather. 
I just think the Eagles are going to make one or two more big plays here. I think Carson Wentz, again, he's he's very hot and cold. I think he makes a couple of big plays here. I like the Eagles in an upset over the Cleveland Browns. Low scoring, 17-13, but give me the Eagles here in the upset. All right, now my third pick of the week. I really, really like this pick here. Really like the New Orleans Saints minus 3.5 against the Atlanta Falcons. Now, also, before I get into anything else, by the time you listen to this, this line might be down to three points. Um, if it's at three and a half, it's turning towards three. Maybe to wait, see if you can get it at three if you like New Orleans here. I really like New Orleans. Here's why. Nobody has a clue what Sean Payton and the Saints are doing on offense because Taysom Hill's only had these, you know, very specific packages he has run, which are, you know, those packages that we've already seen will probably account for about 10 to 15 plays out of the 60 to 70 plays the Saints will run. If you don't know what Sean Payton's doing on offense, that's advantage Sean Payton. He's very dangerous, one of the most creative offensive minds in the sport. Also, the Saints are the only team in the league that is top 10 in offense, defense, and special teams per football outsiders. Six in offense, five in defense, five in special teams. That's their rankings. Now, Taysom Hill to Drew Brees is a drop-off. I'm aware of this, but you still got an elite defense, still got an elite special teams unit. And on offense, you have Alvin Kamara, who who should be in the MVP conversation. You have Michael Thomas back and healthy. Emmanuel Sanders back and healthy. And you got Sean Payton calling the plays. Saints are a very dangerous team still. Also, the rivalry game with the Falcons. This is a big rivalry here if you're not aware, which I'm sure you are. But this is a big rivalry with the Falcons. That, plus this being Taysom's first game as a starter, means New Orleans is going to have a great deal of urgency. They're not going to sleepwalk through this game. They're on high alert here, especially after the Falcons went into the Superdome and beat them last year around this time. So New Orleans is going to be on their toes, and the Falcons are just a below-average team. Let's be real here. The Falcons are not a very good football team. The Saints, on the other hand, are an elite, well-rounded team, and Taysom Hill is a wild card with Sean Payton calling to play. Sean Payton loves this guy. We're about to see why. I think the Saints win easily 31-20. to now, before we get into my favorite pick of the week, I want to ask you guys, are you a coffee addict like myself? Well, if you are, let me introduce you to Prison City Coffee. Prison City Coffee uses high-quality coffee beans to make sure your cup of joe gets your day started off on the right foot. Check out Prison City Coffee on Facebook and Instagram to order your first bag. And use a promo code RIDEON, that's right, RIDEON, at checkout to get $2 off your first order. All right, now moving on to my favorite pick of the week. Love the Kansas City Chiefs minus seven at the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, first things first, I'm sure you've heard the stat. Andy Reid in his career, 18-3 and three after a bye and 14-7 and seven against the spread. Just playing those percentages blindly puts you in a good spot. Now, what did the Chiefs lack this year? They've lacked motivation. Chiefs have not been motivated. They've been, you know, they are really talented. They've pretty much sleepwalked through most of their games and they've looked really, really good. Chiefs have that motivation this week after the Raiders' victory lap following the Chiefs' only loss of the season to the Las Vegas Raiders at Arrowhead Stadium. Chiefs are going to be locked in and focused. And the Las Vegas defense is not very good. It's not a particularly good defense. They don't have great personnel. Mahomes' worst game of the year, his only interception of the year, came against that Las Vegas defense. Expect a bounce-back game for Mahomes and the Chiefs offense. Wouldn't be surprised if Mahomes has his best game of the year here. And the Raiders, they have COVID issues on the offensive line. That's not good versus Chris Jones and Frank Clark. 
that's, I mean, that's a real problem. You have those COVID issues on the line. Combine that with the Chiefs being really motivated after the Raiders' victory lap around Arrowhead. Combine that with Andy Reid being off a bye. Love the Chiefs here. I think this game's a blowout. I'm going to say 41-17. Wouldn't be surprised if it's more lopsided than that. Chiefs and uh, Chiefs a lot, Raiders a little, Chiefs roll. All right, now to my fifth and final pick of the week before we get to the podcast-only pick. Tampa Bay minus four against the LA Rams. Like the Bucks here. I like Tom Brady. Now, think what's being underreported right now with, you know, just a lot of stuff going on in the NFL and in all sports. Andrew Whitworth is out for the Rams. That's a problem. They're, he's their left tackle, their best offensive lineman, Jared Goff's blindside protector. Losing Andrew Whitworth is a huge problem against Shaq Barrett and JPP. I mean, the Bucks' edge pass rushers are really, really good. And Tampa Bay is the second best run defense in the NFL per Football Outsiders. The Rams' entire offense is based on the running game. Their passing game is based on their running game and the ability to do the play action. Bad matchup for the Rams. Even And now without their best offensive lineman, you're playing against a really good run defense when your whole offense is based on the running game. I think Tampa is going to be able to maybe not shut it down, but neutralize it make the Rams a lot less effective on offense. And Jalen Ramsey is awesome. I think he, uh, you know, if, if I'm making an all-pro team, I'm putting my defensive backs down. He's the first defensive back I'm writing down. Jalen Ramsey has been absolutely amazing this season. He's been, I mean, shut down DK Metcalf last week, and we know what DK Metcalf's been doing to teams all year. But with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Antonio Brown, Jalen Ramsey can only cover one of those guys, which means two of them are going to have lesser corners on them. I know Darius Williams for the Rams played really well last week and has really played well all season, but I don't think Darius Williams is holding up one on one against Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, or against Evans, Godwin, or Antonio Brown. Um, Ramsey can only cover one of those guys. That's a problem for the LA Rams defense. They're gonna have to do a lot of things on defense, try to disguise, uh, just, you know, try to mix things up. And Tom Brady, all the years he's been in the league, has seen every look known to man. And I just expect Tampa following their last primetime game against the Saints where they just, you know, frankly crap the bed. Um, I think Tampa's sending a message against a really good Rams team. I don't think it's gonna be a blowout, but I think Tampa wants to... Tampa wants to set the record straight, say, hey, that game was an aberration, that was a fluke, this is who we are. I think they're going to play really well on Monday night against the Rams. I like the Bucks to win and cover 31-21. to I think Whitworth's injury combined with the Bucks' firepower, combined with them just you know wanting to show how good they are in a primetime uh, situation, I think the Bucks win and cover 31-21. to I think the Rams are really good, but I think Tampa is going to think Tampa's going to want to prove they're one of the elite teams in the NFL. All right, now on to my podcast-only pick of the week, meaning I'm not going to post this on Twitter. It's only on the podcast, so if you made it this far, congratulations. You get a free pick here, and I love this one. There's a lot. I, I really like this week's slate of NFL games. Um, like Minnesota a lot, minus seven against the Dallas. Now, biggest reason why there's a mismatch in this game, uh, Dallas is a bottom-five run defense in the NFL. They're one of the worst, you know, th- through the first few weeks of the season, they were a historically bad run defense. Vikings are a top three run offense. That's a mismatch right there. Vikings are going to be able to run Dalvin Cook all the way down the Cowboys' throat. And despite being four and five, the Vikings the last you know three four weeks they're playing like a playoff team here. They're getting better every week. At the beginning of the season, the defense was really bad because they had a lot of young guys, a lot of guys leaving free agency. 
uh, Daniel Hunter, a stud edge pass rusher. He was, uh, you know, he was ruled out for the season in the preseason. Um, but the Vikings now, Mike Zimmer, he's a really good defensive coach. He's coached those guys up. They're getting better every week. The defense starting to play really, really well. And the offense running through Dalvin Cook has been outstanding. Kirk Cousins, he's just a guy. He's pretty average at quarterback for them. But he's got two elite receivers, Justin Jefferson, the rookie who's been outstanding, and Adam Thielen, who's been really, who's just been really, really good for a long time now. And two good tight ends, Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith. Vikings just starting to play really well. And like I, I mean, I've mentioned it already. They're playing like a top ten defense right now. The Vikings defense is the Cowboys offense since Dak has gone out. They haven't been very good. Andy Dalton might be back this week, but Andy Dalton didn't play well when he was in there. And you look at Dallas without Dak as a whole. Other than the Steelers game, which I think the St- a lot of that was just the Steelers having an emotional letdown after a big win over the Ravens. Without Dak, Dallas has been almost as bad as the Jets outside of that Steelers game. I mean, they've been really, really bad. I'm getting Dallas, who I think is trending in the wrong direction, with the Vikings, who are trending in the right direction. I like the Vikings to win comfortably 27-10. to 10. I know 7 is a big number for a team that is 4-5. But I think Minnesota is playing like a playoff team right now. And the Dallas Cowboys are playing like a team that's going to be picking in the top 3 of the draft. Give me the Vikings comfortably over the Dallas Cowboys. Well, those are my picks for this week. Thank you for tuning in for another week of the Moneyline Podcast. Of course, looking to go 5-0 and again. Looking to give you guys some winners this week. Um, have a great, happy betting, y'all. Have a great NFL Sunday. We will see you guys next week. I think I'm going to do a little Thanksgiving special uh, for some gambling on a Thanksgiving Day game. So stay tuned for that. Also, listen to the Right on Sports podcast with Jason Casera. And order yourself some Prison City coffee. Uh, I love, you know, I love the cold brew. That's that. That's my thing. I love the cold brew. Use our coffee beans. Make yourself some cold brew. It's really, really good. Believe me on that. Um, all right, we will see you guys later.